Folks, if you're liking what you're getting from 30MPC, the number one way you can support us is by subscribing to our newsletter. Every week, you only get two emails. On Monday, you get a content roll-up of everything that dropped last week. And on Fridays, I pick one topic and I personally write a deep dive on things like how to cold call, how to run a discovery call, or even how to hire an AE. So if you're liking what you're getting here, take two seconds, go to the show notes. You'll see a button to subscribe to our newsletter, or you can go to 30mpc.com backslash newsletter and do it there. We'll catch you soon. Cheers. One of the best and most counterintuitive ways to figure out whether or not your prospect is actually serious about buying your product is to suggest that they don't buy your product. And I know this seems totally backwards, but when you suggest your prospect doesn't buy from you, two things happen. One, if they are actually serious, when they explain, no, 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 this is why I am interested, it actually reaffirms the value of what you are selling in their mind, which actually draws them in further. And then the other thing that it does is it makes you seem so much less slimy and salesy because you're not this salesperson that's like, this is going to revolutionize your world. Instead, you're saying, hey, like there might be other options out there. So in this video, I'm gonna give you a couple examples of times that you might consider pushing your prospect away. So one of my favorite places to do this is at the end of an introductory call that I have with a prospective customer where they have shared a problem that I am capable of solving. What I love to do is actually suggest to them a different way of solving that problem that isn't what I sell. And so an example might sound like, let's say I'm selling an accounts receivable solution. I get to the end of the call, I might say something like, Dave, I appreciate you sharing about the big stack of outstanding invoices that you're trying to get paid. And, and I definitely think our software can help with this. But before we go down this road of like doing a bunch of demos and talking about installing software, I guess, have you ever just considered hiring another AR clerk to deal with this? And the way that Dave responds here is actually going to be really telling for me. One of two outcomes is going to happen. Dave is going to say, no, actually, we haven't considered that. And there's a reason we wouldn't. We really don't want to add people. We want a solution that's going to be scalable and that we don't have to train every time somebody comes or leaves. Okay, awesome. Now I know why my solution is better than some of these outcomes. He cares about scalability. And I'm going to lean on that throughout the rest of the sales process because that matters to Dave. The other outcome here is Dave is like, you know, that actually is something we're considering. We're trying to determine, do we bring on more human capital or do we buy software? That's actually a good thing for me to hear. And the reason for this is now I can have an open and honest conversation with the customer around the pros and cons of hiring someone versus buying my software. And my whole goal when I'm having a conversation with a prospect is to get to the truth. And you wouldn't have gotten that truth unless you had suggested an alternative course of action here. So even if they are looking at a different solution, that's a good thing because I have knowledge which can help me sell my product. Another area where this is super effective is after you've given a presentation or a demo of your product or service. And so if you imagine a world where you just gave a presentation to three people at your prospects company and there was one person where you sort of got a funny feeling from. They were either super quiet and didn't say anything or they seemed sort of skeptical about whether or not you could actually help. You should address that. So when you talk with your main point of contact or your champion after that presentation, call it out. And you might say something like, you know, Dave, it seemed like Emma was sort of skeptical about whether or not this might actually be able to help you guys. And I don't know if you've talked with her, but I'm wondering, do you feel like she might have a point? Again, one of two outcomes here. Either he's like, yeah, she does have a point. This might not be a fit because of these reasons. That's a good thing. I can now address those reasons. The other outcome is he's like, don't worry. Emma's always skeptical of anything that we put in front of her. I I'm not really taking that 
opinion into account. Either way, I'm getting to the truth. If you sense something, say something. The third and perhaps the most effective area to use this technique is when you're talking pricing with your customer. Because no matter what your product or service costs, it could cost a penny, it could be free. Your prospect is always gonna tell you, oh, it's way more expensive than what we're using right now. And that's their way of trying to get in your mind to make you lower your price. And so one thing that I'll do is once I've given a proposal and the prospect has shared, hey, you know, we're paying way less, I wanna sort of pressure test them and say, gosh, you know, Dave, you've shared that this is almost twice as expensive as what you're using right now. And I get there are some issues with your current product, but that seems like a pretty big jump. I mean, how are you feeling? Boom, now one of two things happens. Dave is either, hey, you know what? You're right, man. Like there's no way we're gonna get this in the budget. Cool, I can either address that concern. Maybe there's some levers I can pull to change the pricing or make sure this gets done. Or I might decide that I should walk from the deal and go focus on other deals. That information is my ally. Now, the other outcome here is Dave is like, yeah, I know this is more expensive, but we have a serious problem and we're okay spending to solve it. Boom, information is my friend in this scenario and I get it when I go for the truth. So the moral of all of this is if you sense something might blow up your deal, call it out. You never have anything to lose getting to the truth with your prospects. Customers do not trust salespeople that believe and act like their product or service is the only way to solve their problem. It's actually a good thing to be a little bit more tempered and by subtly pushing away, you will get more trust and more truth with your prospects. That's it. If you liked this video, give us a subscription. I would love a comment. Let me know what you thought of this video and we will see you on the next one. Today's tip to optimize your sales day is brought to you by Boomerang. If you get an email and the action required on that email is going to take you less than two minutes to do, do it on the spot. It's not worth adding it to your to-do list, having to look at the item, remember what you need to do. That's going to take you more than two minutes anyway. So do it on the spot, get it off your plate. Now we documented our best templates and tips to help you optimize your sales day with our friends at Boomerang. And you can get that documentation for free at the link in the show notes. Your Zoom Info actionable insight tactic is called Jane's Moving Up. Why? Because that's the email subject line you'll use when you get a real-time notice that your prospect Jane just got promoted. From there in the email, explain how Zoom Info helps rising sales leaders win their first 90 days on the job by highlighting coaching opportunities or supporting a team-wide prospecting push. And you can try out this trigger-based email template for prospect promotion and four other scenarios inspired by Zoom Info's go-to-market plays. Link in the show notes.